This is a HeadGum Podcast. We officially, on the record, I want to say one thing. What? Off break. SAG Awards. Okay. Um, <laughs> I noticed something while watching this award show. Oh, did you watch it? I watched it. I watched it entirely. Oh, wow. wow. I watched the whole thing because you know you. what? It was like my first time actually voting too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Oh, this is your first time voting? Nice. But because I always never am up on my dues. So, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Uh, <laughs> never up on my dues. Uh, but one thing I did notice is that I am, okay, I am very happy again that like all the presenters were women. Like the only time a man, a man was up on stage, if he was like talking about his movie, like if it was like Get Out or, you know, the big sick. But the one thing I did notice, though. Who was hosting? It was uh, Kristen Bell. Oh. She was really funny. She's great. She was funny. I thought they should have gave her more bits, but I guess that's not what the point of the show was. I don't know. But she was funny. Depends. Um, I don't know who the writers were. It was, one thing I noticed is that we always keep talking about inclusion, mm-hmm. you know. And when I looked at some of these actresses, Mm-mm. and I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> uh... There's a lot of white people up here. And the thing is, I'm like, I'm, I'm listen, at the end of the day, I'm all about everyone being included, everyone getting equal pay. But I'm like, I keep seeing these white women talk about, let's include everybody. And I'm like, it's still five of y'all nominated for like best actress. And we ain't got nobody. No Latina, no, no, no Native American, no black woman. And I'm like, no offense. I'm looking at the best supporting one. Thank God Hung was in it. But also I'm looking at her role. She's speaking in an accent because I haven't seen Downsizing and I did not know she spoke in an accent. I'm looking at Mary J. Blige and she's basically playing an indentured servant slash sharecropper. I'm like, y'all, the, the women of color are only up here for playing subservient roles. And I'm like, I'm still looking at you white women getting like... Oh, we now getting a million dollars on a movie role or a TV show. And I'm like, I ain't seen a black. What the? What Kerry Washington getting? Viola Davis ain't getting a million dollars on a TV role and y'all ain't defending her. Something feels very weird. Like, I don't. It was and a weird thing. Those women are so proud. Those white women are so it's, proud. Is it? Is, and the thing is. They ha- they're, we are women. We are holding hands in a circle <laughs> and we close our eyes. It's. it's and we don't mention inclusion of women of color okay. at all. I mean, of as course. a black actress, is that? I'm, I mean, as a guy, I'm looking at it. I'm like, this feels weird to me. It's 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 about it's white feminism is a really complicated and painful thing, and basically, like white women, the whole thing is that like white women are like, I need to be included, and this is not fair, and I I'm oppressed, but like they like are just looking to challenge. The like one demographic that's mm. less privileged than, or is more privileged than them, right. which is white, white men. men. Yeah, and then like and they just like look forward. <laughs> they like don't look behind them to like anybody else who. It's crazy. Yeah, there was a bit that that I don't even think that's was what super white fem- feminism is. But I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, wait, so what was the bit? They said they had a bit with with um um uh, Nisi Nash and. Uh, Oh my goodness, she was an X Men. Um, uh, can't remember her name. She's an Asian L&P? actress. Oh. She's an Asian actress. Uh, Olivia Munn. Mm. So oh, it was yeah. a bit with them reading. Um, she looks real different, eh? She looks different now. She said it's because she lost weight and got in shape. Anywho, but, <laughs> <laughs> she lost weight by losing pl- flesh from plastic and bone from plastic surgery. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Which is her choice. You know, they, no problem. They were announcing, they're supposed to announce best actor in a drama, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the bit, 
You could tell like this probably was like Nishi Nash just set this up out of nowhere. She's like, all right, cool. You read all the Asian nominees. Uh, you know, if an Asian man wins, you read it. If a brown person wins, I'm going to read it. What? And Olivia Munn goes, this ain't nothing but a bunch of white dudes and Sterling K. Brown. And like, she's like, yep. And they had, and at this point, like the way SAG did it is they had all the men's faces up, like no matter what. So you see real shots of them. And you just see, I think it was like Bob Odenkirk just go, uh, and put his head down in his hand. And then once um, Sterling K. Brown won, it was like this big moment. And I didn't know that he was the first black person to win this award, the SAG Award for Best um, Male in a Drama. And I'm like, Yo, these award shows been around. He was the oh. first, so he he got the first for the Golden, Golden Globes, Globes and, and now for the SAG. SAG. And okay. I'm like, what? These award shows been around the for like first? 70. First, John, <laughs> it was it was so crazy when they said it. I googled it and like all the writers were like, he made history. These award shows been around for like 70 something years, B. That's crazy, right? Right? Wow. Yeah, it is. Yes, it's it, insane. If you actually Stone K. Brown's look, on a roll, though, by the way. But yeah. also, well, which is he's funny, also very deserving. He shot out his wife, his TD wife, who apparently is also phenomenal on the show, and he he shouts her out. And I'm like, I keep hearing a lot about this actress, mm. but also I don't see her popping up in movies or getting these. Not like if you're on a hit show and people say, "Oh, this person's good," you may at least get like a bit part in. One of these prestige films, or like it's wait. a little early, I would say. It's, it's season okay, two, wait, wait, wait. yeah, but it's season two, totally, whatever. I mean, all the kids from Stranger Things are in movies, and they kids. <laughs> that little white girl, the little white girl is a wait, fashion she icon. She's not in a movie. She's in yet. Godzilla. She's in. She a, shot it last year. Yeah, and she got her own. She's doing her own. Wait, the oh, a one coming up. The one, but she shot it last year, right? And she and After she's now producing season. her one, her own Sherlock Holmes series. Ooh. Movie series. Oh, I'll watch that. She's producing and so starring what, in it. So what? What's Sterling K. Brown going to be doing now? Bro, I, I hope he was supposed to be in Black Panther. I think they overloaded on black people, so they had to take him out. Oh, oh damn! Like legit. Like, I thought like they he was supposed to be. On black. I think they were like, like I think they were like that's too much. Wow! I like how we didn't even talk about the fact that Get Out didn't Bruh, win a thing. Yeah, I get Get Out. The, what's happening to Get Out to me is the most Trumpian thing of all time. It is the most Trump American thing of all time. I didn't even see three billboards. Three billboards is fine, but the thing about <laughs> Sam Rockwell's character is he's a funny racist. Oh, really? He's a racist. The yeah. whole bit about him is that he's a racist. They called him literally at one point. I'm not going to spoil oh, the movie. Yeah. The N-word wow. beater. They joke about it. They they no. joke about him beating black people in the movie. No, oh, wow. no, no, no. I no, swear. To, and no. not only is it, they, I'm saying they no about, to like. I don't want that to exist. Oh, I in thought reality. you were quoting the Get Out. No, 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 no. And he's a funny racist. One of the most amazing acting moments in the entire world. And she got, she got. Where is she? Where is she? She didn't get nominated. Where is she? Because who else can do that? She didn't get. She wasn't included in the ensemble. Because honestly, let's put together all of the female Oscar winners for the last 20 years and have them stand in a row next to her and all do that line. And it's, I just want to see how everyone does it. I mean, it's, Because it's, what she did was non-human. Yeah. While crying, which right. was not CGI. Exactly. Her, her te- <laughs> like legit, her tears and Daniel's tears weren't CGI Wait, tears. Wait, time out. Do people do CGI tears? Yes. <laughs> Apparently they do. <laughs> what is going on? Apparently they do. They do CGI mustaches. But, but it's like, get CGI out, tears. get out, may get nominated for an, an Oscar just to be like, oh, we did it. But right. like, it's not going to win because to me, three billboards is like what Trump America is all about. It's about the Midwest. It's about like, right. it, you know, the thing that makes me even crazed about it, and I'm going to be done talking about this okay. issue, is that it's a, again, it's a movie that's strictly about white feminism. Uh-huh. And it's like, yes, like 
the mom is getting this vengeance about what happened or attempts or whatever. That's the whole story. But they literally, every black person in it is, they're not magical, but they're very, man, whatever. There's a black dude in it who I think is a magical Negro. I don't care what you call it. Like, he's a straight oh, up magical man, Negro. We, we got to see it. He, like, he, he is super <clears throat> magical. Her friend is a black person right. who, like, okay, she's in it. Best what, friend, I black, guess. Ba- best ba- black friend. Best black friend. He just cool. he just got powers like the meteor man. Like oh the black <laughs> dude the black dude at one point. Come on, that is a good chance. I mean, it was so good that he started just kill, he kept going. He was with me as if the conversation was still still on, even though I hit him with the meteor man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the it was so good. Gerard heard what I said. It was like, yeah, yeah, man, exactly. He was like, <laughs> I hit you. That said, I hit him with the medium. Man. I got, a, I got some powers. What hey, can I? You know what? That was a magical Negro. Honestly, that was, and I said, that I, I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad that set up. Hey, yo, Nick, can you just? Just start the show, man. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Billy Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. In the sky is a bird. It's a plane. It's James the Third. <laughs> James the Third is not here. He's in Hollywood. He's in Hollywood. Literally in Hollywood. Performing in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. CBS Diversity Showcase. <laughs> yep. If you're in uh, LA, check it. Oh, he won over. it. He probably won it. Do you get to win I don't, it? I don't it's think a it's a winning thing. No. Do, he I'm already sure. has won. It's a race by getting in it. It's a competition. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a competition. <laughs> For those of you who do not know, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Dry Milligan. I'm James the Third. No. <laughs> if you were going to do it, he would say it like. <clears throat> and I'm James the Third. I am James. Oh, yeah, you're right. He likes, you're to, right. He likes yeah. to hit it with the and soldier. I'm, I don't listen to this podcast. Clearly, you don't support it. At all. I know. I hear your all voices right. enough. Well, I don't need to put them in my ears. ears. We no, do she have still gets the drums. Special guests. Oh. A returning guest. Yes, a returning. The, oh, actually, we've only had two returning guests. Because only two uh, returning the guests. audience begged for it. Because the audience we did get a lot saying that you should come back, though. That's true. Who? Me and X? No, you and Phoebe. Phoebe's been the only return. Well, somebody should be paying me as much as Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> somebody give me a book cover. Oprah, Wait. give me a call. Gail, let's have coffee. I was trying to do a jug. Me and Phoebe. Of, I was trying to do a jug for like returning guests. I was trying to do something special. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Uh, okay, give me a second. They don't even know who I am. Uh, That's a helicopter that gets shot out of Tessa, the air. Tessa. <laughs> Tessa Claire Harris is here. Don't try to troll my. Don't try to troll my. Oh man! It's Tessa Claire Harris. Tessa Claire Harris. This, this is about to be a doozy of a pop. Do you guys Talk feel the over. energy? Right I now? just entered. I'm. I don't know. I'm, I'm half days. We get it. We doing it. Let's do it. Um, Tessa, UCB performer. And who? And what else? I don't know. She's on the couch. Drink some coffee. Comedian, you know what I'm saying? Comedian, actress, actor, comedian, singer, actress, creator. Singer. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am full of full of full of ideas. Out here doing the Lord's work. 
dealing with uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Braylock on a regular basis. That's the truth. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work. She's a shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John is like, sorry. Oh, man. I love this. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> he looks so defeated already. Well, he really does. <laughs> he looks like he's got a like slumping. It's... For everyone listening, this is the Would moments you, that I look okay. forward to where John just, well, you know, you're just going to win in a podcast today. I feel like, I, like, all right, well, we've yeah. already won. We Here's won. the thing we won. Drum. We review John films. and I are on the same side of the table, we, just yeah. so people can envision what's <laughs> happening. We're ganging up on him. Yeah. We've raised our chairs higher yeah. and are and looking at this happen during Hidden Figures yep. 2 where I couldn't <laughs> talk. Yep, I love it. I tried to steer the ship. I, that's why I feel so defeated. It was just, you're on the wrong ship. I already, I'm on the wrong it. ship. Know, Come over to our ship. Uh, we got a we got a pool on our ship. Yeah, we got snacks. We yeah. review films <laughs> with leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race. Hell yeah, diversity in Hollywood. Talk about the lack of people of color. Mm-hmm. And today we are reviewing the 1993 film The Meteor Man. Meteor Man, starring. Robert Townsend. And almost everyone in and Black every, Hollywood. And all of the black every folk. Famous, e- everybody. Everybody. Black Eddie Griffin, television star in 1993 uh, and musician. Luther Vandross was in this. Everyone. Uh, uh, Cypress Hill was in this. Yes. Big Daddy Kane was in this. Naughty James, by Nature. Naughty by Nature was in this. James Earl Jones. <laughs> James Earl Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. a ra- a Benson was in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Benson, yes. What's Benson's real name? You know, I'm a Robert Goodlyman. What's his last name? How do you say it? Benson. Yes. I don't know how to say it. It's. Most importantly, Gualamu? it's also Gual- featuring. G U I L L A U M E. Yeah. Benson. Um, <laughs> most importantly. Gualamu. The late, we should say, he just passed away. Yes, yeah, no, I just yes. didn't know. The late, the late, and the SAG Awards honored. Yep, he honored. That's how. That's how I knew because yes. the SAG Awards. I knew because you told me about the SAG Awards honoring him. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him. You know where I met him? Where is that? I met him on set at Meteor Man. How old were you when well, you were in this movie? Don't you? I'm a you, professional you're right, actor. You're right. I the year. You're right. And I have the glowiest yeah. black girl skin. <laughs> you know what? That's my. You know what? You that's will my, never know how old I was. I was in my mama's womb. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> because this was 1993. You're right. You're right. Right. So you're I was a baby. A sparkle, like I was a baby in a carriage. Yep. You see a baby okay. in a carriage. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I was. Right. I was right. very young. This movie also has he who should not be named. Uh, Bill Cosby. John. <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. This is the thing. I just feel like at that point, he was who he was representing. Yes, he was still doing all the things that are make him us not know. be able to speak about it. But are we? Can we divide the experience at all? This well, is well. I was never. Yeah, Bill, I grew up not liking Bill Cosby. <gasps> I did. I grew oh, up. You I was, never liked Bill Cosby. I grew what? up not liking Bill. Cosby. Oh, that's crazy. Because like what? he was. Because my thing is like as a, I didn't know that was an option. Let me tell you why. Yeah. Because I grew up and it was like I. Again, I think we all try to support the black community as much as possible. But for some reason, the way he spoke, to how I took it, when he would come on the radio and do these town halls, how he spoke to black people, yeah, it just felt, <clears throat> felt like he was better and was like looking down on people. And it just never sat well with me. Even when I watched the show, I'm like, stop preaching to me, bro. Like, Fresh Prince used to do stuff like that without like doing a, this is the teachable episode. And I was like, nah, man, I don't need that. Like, I just wasn't. Yeah, you were the new, new kid. Yeah. <laughs> And also, even in this movie, he's a creep. I get to that scene later. Oh, interesting. Whoa. He, um, he has a creep scene in this movie. This movie I also has a little oh, bit of right. what you're he talking about, though. He creep. But uh, right. you also, I mean, he, he he's pretty old. Yeah, I mean. I mean, 
I'm just saying from for that point, he was like, this is like, you know, the dude who like came got big in the 60s and then like obviously had this huge television show in the 80s. But, you know, he got big as a comic and like so they, I feel like that generation was like, Here's we got to pull ourselves up for our bootstraps. You know, it was the civil rights. Generation. Yeah, I, no, true. Here's the thing. I'm really sad that we're starting to talk about Meteor Man by talking about Bill Cosby because there are so many lovely positive things to True. talk about yeah, a lot in of this other movie. Movies. So, and he is such a small, fairly insignificant yet pivotal in the plot um, character. <laughs> fairly uh. insignificant and pivotal. Yeah, I mean, he is very yes. Yeah. So, Sinbad's so, in this movie. Yeah, Don Sinbad. Cheadle's in this movie. Don Cheadle's in the movie, but it's his like fifth movie. He's like not famous yet. This he is was his fifth? I thought yeah. this was like his first. Damn. No, don't... this is his fifth, but he, yeah. So this was like Don Cheadle being feeling, he's like, you know, just starting. I will say this. I, when I moved to LA right after college, this guy who was in my theater department was a little bit older. He went back to school. He was in his late 40s, 50s at the time. Mm-hmm. He did a documentary on black actors. And Ooh, his dad. We should watch it. Yeah, his dad, now I'm thinking about it, was like someone famous, and I feel bad for not remembering, but he interviewed Bill Dukes. <laughs> And like he interviewed Robert Townsend, so I got to be like the PA. Wow. And I remember talking to Robert Townsend, and he, I remember him saying, like, this is back in what, 09, maybe, uh, maybe 2010. And he remember, I remember him saying, like, you're one of these young kids. You guys have no excuse on not creating content. He was like, we did it, and that changed our lives. He was like, we Robert did. Townsend Robert Townsend's like, we did it, yes, we changed our did. lives. And he's like, nowadays. Yeah, it changed his life for the worst. <laughs> It did. Well, it's tricky. He was killing him before. It was tricky because I think what happened to him. I think he. It doesn't talk about Robert Townsend. I think Robert Townsend kind of was like that new wave of what Bill Cosby Bill Cosby represented. Like he wanted to help the community, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. maybe it came off a little bit too heavy handed. Like it was like Hollywood Shuffle, this movie, Parenthood. Mm -hmm. Like he. Right. I think people. Yeah, he was preaching. Yeah, I think he was preaching, and I think maybe he wasn't that edgy, so he was kind of corny, even when he had, like, he had a sketch show before In Living Color. He had Robert Townsend, Robert Townsend and Friends on, like. I didn't know that. He had a sketch show, so that's where all of them, like, that's where Damon came from, that's where Keenan was at. <gasps> like, they all what? came from that, and then went to In Living Color. I had no idea. It was, yeah, he was, like, a big deal. Did but you know this, John? No. He Yeah, and it's like, if you look it up, you can you, still find clips on YouTube. He's still being. He's he's just, I'm he's letting Duras speak. <laughs> no, but it's Tessa doesn't listen to this. Show. <laughs> but it's interesting because you think about this dude who sacrificed so much for to see black representation in his movies, and I'm like, oh man. Like when I think about movies we want to represent, like I feel like we've written a show that's kind of like what an updated version of Hollywood Shuffle would be. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I would watching this movie. I was like, I want to redo this movie. And update it because I get what he's going for. Like I see it, I know what he was trying to do. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. I like. I think you could. I think you can do it, Let's man. Talk to I'm him. very interested to hear what you're gonna say. Uh, this <laughs> movie cost thirty million dollars to make. It made eight, and it made a grand total of. <laughs> it made eight million. That eight is crazy. Um, uh, it has twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but I feel like a Which lot of I people. Feel like is unfair. I feel like if we showed it today, it would be the disaster artist. Yeah, I feel like this movie's unfair. I feel like it's Wait, not that time bad out. even. You mean it would be The Room? Yeah, The Room. No. <laughs> I also haven't seen any either of those movies, so I'm like just really talking conceptually about it, but I just feel like it could be a cult classic. I, feel uh, like I think it, it is a cult classic, classic in, in Black Fan. It was hard to find it. Like, we had to find like but a bootleg yeah, this link. movie was... It is not on Amazon. It is not on Netflix. Not on YouTube. You can't rent it on Apple or YouTube. 
which you is rented on air. No, Amazon. no, like bootleg is how this movie. You was have found. to buy, find the DVD and buy it. I probably have it because or I was in it. Yeah. Oh, people. <laughs> yes. Everybody needs it. to know that I was in it. Yes. We couldn't find me in it. <laughs> <laughs> I say, like, maybe because it was the bootleg. Maybe it was the bootleg. Maybe the bootleg. Maybe the bootleg but just didn't. I was an extra in this movie when I was a sparkle in my mother's eye, and I walked on the sidewalk across from Benson, and we talked to him in between shoots. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe it was the bootleg because the bootleg, you know, fizzles out every now and then. So maybe you were like in that fizzle. I really don't know where it was, but I know I was walking on the sidewalk, and I've seen it. I've seen the cut of it before. We just couldn't find it in this <laughs> movie. Anywho. I'm just wanting everybody to know I'm a star. <laughs> wait, what's the setup of this movie? Hold on, wait. Let me just explain. So the setup of this movie is pretty simple. You have it's, a teacher, a substitute, a substitute teacher yes. mm-hmm. who is underdog. He's he, an underdog, but he's very timid. He's like an aspiring musician. I think he's an aspiring musician. Even though we never actually get to see him do music. He say, says hello to his neighbors. Yeah, he's a really nice guy, yeah. but he's like, you know, he it's established that he's a little bit of a pushover, and then he gets hit. How with, did how do they establish it? I know, I'm interrupting. Just No, we'll it. establish it. Oh my goodness, you are. You're the best. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> this is just a short overview that we're going to get into the whole movie. All right. Uh, <laughs> is that how the show goes? Yeah. <laughs> he's so frustrated. He's so frustrated. <laughs> Yo, just so y'all know, just so y'all know, like, this is just a peek into our relationship. Like, Tess is so happy, and John is just like, no, that, that, I, like, this makes me laugh so much. The first, like, he's still frustrated. My, the small amount of control that I try to place on my life. Oh man, Tessa, I'm happy you're here, man. He does his like cheers nah. to LaCroix. <laughs> cheering in the studio. Uh, I, I'm having flashbacks of hidden figures. John, we're just trying I to totally get you to forgot. intro the show. We're just, I totally forgot what happened the last time. Tessa John, was we're here. just we're on your side. We're just trying to help you intro the show and make sure no one We're just helping you. He gets you. hit by a weird green meteor, mm-hmm. and then he gets superpowers. Yeah, he helps clean up the neighborhood, and then he has the. Face off with the golden lords. 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 Golden lords. Golden lords. All right. That's all. Let's get into it. Tessa, what's your initial thoughts on it? Initial thoughts. Star studded honoring of televisions, black celebrities and royalty. It is an opportunity <laughs> for people to see these historic. Yo, why are you so excited? <laughs> Sounds like you're pitching the movie. <laughs> Performers, <laughs> we bring them all together. You know the movie was made already, right? <laughs> like you're so excited. You're like, the movie of the century. Sounds like we're like the executives that she's pitching. To. We get, we get a superhero for the African American community yeah. in. It was actually filmed in Baltimore, in D.C., mm-hmm. where we need it, where these little children are looking for something to look up to. Mm. They took this movie, and from this movie, Marvel made a six ser- yep. episode, six magazines. What do you call it? What Marvel made this into a, um, into a comic six, book? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Six. What do you call six it? Six issues. Six issue comic oh. book. Marvel had Meteor Man, a black Meteor Man. 
you can flip the pages of the Marvel comic book. That is an exciting thing. Oh, that's dope. That's exciting. Yeah. And his name didn't have black in the title, like Black Lightning and Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs) It was with black in it. Mm. Black Fro. We're playing with comedy. We're playing with sci-fi. We're playing with... It's so funny. Did you, you like talk, the movie? You talked so long and you haven't given us one initial thought. Yeah, did you like it? <laughs> did you hate it? She's talked for five minutes and she hasn't given us one thought. And she felt I so just, confident in it. I just, I just really want to bring the enthusiasm to this because I know that there are some, a few things that we could critique about the movie. And I just want to make sure we start off on the right foot because we talked about Cosby. That's funny. But, um, you know... It's a it's a joy. It's there's nostalgia in it. It's it's a joy. <laughs> so, wait, wait. So for that whole time, the only thing you have to say about it is like, it's a joy. It's a joy. That's nostalgia. A, that's your initial. It's a joy. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. You want me to go? Or you want? I, I don't. Yeah, you I'll go. go. Um, I'm gonna be real. I oh, I I I think I saw this when I was younger. I remember when I was younger, I remember thinking this movie's corny. I remember like not liking this. I remember oh, you thought it was corny. When I remember, you were young? remember I was a kid being like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being a kid being like, nah. <laughs> I know it. I too. was really hoping I, that you were gonna say when I was a kid, I thought this movie was nah, bro. dope as hell. I remember being a kid being like, I don't like his costume. Uh, yeah. I don't like how he's flying. I don't like. I remember not liking it, but as an adult, I really enjoyed this movie. Yay. Hear me out. It had it had corny moments to it, but the thing yeah. is, I and maybe because I just watched that show Black Lightning, which I really like, and I keep telling people to watch it. Yeah, but I I understood what he was trying to do, and I do think some things were very like hallmarky at times. But I like that this guy was a dude just in the neighborhood. I like that his dad and his mom and people were trying to like help the community. Like I. I get what he was trying to do. And for some reason to me, like that effort just really sold me on it. Like there were moments I was like, uh, uh, this is corny. But the fact, the fact that this guy, cause to me it felt so certain parts felt real. The fact that when he got the powers, people were like, yes, you can fix our neighborhood and everyone else's like, and the fact that he got all that weight on him. And I feel like sometimes we talked about it earlier when we first started this podcast years ago, John, like Spike Lee. So much weight gets put on Spike Lee yep. to be the best black director that yeah. we scrutinize everything he does. Yes. And so when I saw that happen to him, I'm like, oh, that's that would happen. Like if a black superhero came out, this dude would have to be the hero. Think about Barack. Like Barack could not have messed up. This you know? is all, I love the, I love this part. I wrote it down actually as in one of my notes. The idea that like the the I have these powers, I can save the, our community, like I have to come back to my community with these mm. powers and save it. I feel like it's a very real issue of a lot of different communities of color, like mm. if or immigrant communities, communities of color. Like if you are one of the people who gets the opportunities, luck, or work hard enough, all of those things to be able to be successful and kind of get out. Mm-hmm. You have a huge responsibility upon you to go back into your community and help it. You know, yeah. And and I so, feel like that the that this this modeled that. The only thing I don't like what I've been noticing, which is I'm so happy about Black Panther, is that he gets a super villain that's actually a super villain. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because every time I watch Luke Cage, Black Lightning, and even this movie, it's just the random drug lord in the neighborhood that the superhero with superpowers has to fight. Right. So I'm like, it takes a black person with superpowers to just fight the random 
dude in the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> like that's what like, happened with Proud Mary too. I know it's not a superhero thing, but she didn't have a real villain to fight. Yeah, she was it's just like random, just a random person. I feel like we don't get like even Spider Man, even though he's still local, has super villains. Mm-hmm. You know, and like for black people, Luke Cage, the bad guy he fought was a dude in a suit. Uh, Black Lightning right now, his bad guy is just a light skinned albino dude who, if he has powers, they haven't shown it yet. And then this movie. The bad guy only gets the powers from him at the very end. So it's like, it's just a gang, which I love that black people, yes, we're trying to clean up the neighborhood, but like, I want us to, I kind of want our superheroes to be grand as well. I want them to have fun yeah. and like, yeah, you know, and fight in the air. Yeah, like, I want him like, to like, yeah, yeah, like fight the aliens, do everything fucking Iron Man and them get to do. But I liked it and I'm scared to stop talking because I feel like John is going to say he hated it because like he's not looking up at anybody. So go ahead, John. Flipping through his facts. I know on his what. Phone. How, how'd you feel, John? Let's end the podcast. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? I don't think. I, what? It's Robert Townsend, man. Robert Townsend, he's great. You know. What do you? Are you about to crap? He's a pioneer. Are you about to crap on this movie? Come on, totally man, agree. Let's go. Let's end it. Let's, Let's do it. It's Robert Townsend, man. How, how'd you? Know? What was your he did initial a Hollywood shuffle? What's man? your initial thoughts about this movie? Ooh, though, Five John? Heartbeats is a great movie. I love that movie. But what's your initial thoughts about this movie? Yeah, no, it's the Meteor Man. Like, yeah, we know the yeah, title. It's a black superhero. Like, all yeah. that good stuff. Tested with. Yeah, but how did you feel? <laughs> how did you feel about it? I mean, because like we know he's Meteor Man, and like, how, how'd you feel though, John? Yeah, but like, how did you feel about the movie, John? Yeah, like, what did you think about the movie, John? Yes. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I, wait, what? I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. I mean, am I supposed to actually analyze this film as a movie or am I supposed it was a to movie, John. talk about how this was great for little black kids growing up to have a black superhero because that's I, what I want. I mean, that's cool. No, no, no. I want to know what you thought about yeah, the man, movie. I don't know what... I, this. You know... <laughs> Did you like it? Man, it was, <laughs> No, man, come on. <laughs> there are some funny parts in it, but come on, man, what is this movie? <laughs> John, we try was... to do so much, and I don't understand. There, yeah, there was no soup. You know, there's some part. There, there are things I like about this movie. There really are. I really liked. I really liked the like the the look, the aesthetic of the Golden Lords was cool. I thought it was cool. It was like straight so out of a cool. Michael Jackson music yes, video. So cool, I agree. and uh, that gold slinky going. Yeah, slinky. and them coming no, out of the shadows. Not the slinky. I like the slinky. <laughs> I love and the he gold slinky. That's so like eighties, early nineties. What was his reason? Not he had a reasoning for it, but I forgot. For the gold slinky, he did. At one point, he talks about. He said something. Slinky. I don't I remember what it was. Yeah. I just remember going. I know this is a joke. Like it has to be a joke. But it just didn't work, and then it just was corny. But the suit was cor- yeah, the suit was corny. The suit was. I mean, corny. and it's and it made it worse because they like went through iterations of other suits that were also that were like supposed to be like really bad, and then you're supposed to like marvel at the suit that he finally gets. His mama made that like, suit, man. His mama. His made mama it. made that, John. Marla Gibbs made that. I know, man, but the budget was $30 million. <laughs> Martha Gibbs, do you know how she made her money? She made her money as a maid for two black people no, I up get on it. the Upper East Side. True. You know, I get it, but who what moved I, on up, John? It's they hard because it's up. like, it's supposed to be a, the man was a, the man was a god, his powers were godlike. They mm-hmm. actually were, he was more powerful than Superman <laughs> because Wait. not only did he have super strength that he could fly, x-ray vision, Strong breath. He could 
move things. He could move things with his mind, which is crazy. He could touch a book and and know all of the information in it for thirty seconds, which, which is very weird. Funny, weird detail. Um, and he could bring he could bring things back to life, which was crazy. He could wait. What did he, he bring could back he, to the life? The dog he, didn't break back. The, the dog was not fully dead, was it? A f- it threw a trash can. I thought that dog was dead. <laughs> he had broken ribs, and he had to heal the ribs, and he didn't heal it. Cosby did. Oh yeah, Cosby had the healing power. Cos- Cosby healed. Oh, was Cosby? Is the Cosby one is the one with the healing power. Also, oh, okay. they threw a dumpster at that dog. That dog had to have been dead. You know? All right. Well. Okay, maybe not that, but he like he he, he could grow. He grew. He can grow vegetables. Wait. Oh and yes. He like he also commanded the weather. He commanded the rain. He that... went like this. It <laughs> started raining, and I was like, That's "Is he mean. God?" Uh, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I was like, his powers were so. Confusing. But also, he took it on so not everybody took it on so nonchalantly. Like when he was like a superhero, people were just like, he was like, "I think I have superpowers," and they were like. Really? Quickly. <laughs> like Eddie Griffin believed him so quickly. They're like, really? And then he pulled out the newspaper and he's and like, like, I think oh, you, you got do. hit by a media. Yeah, so quick. So quick. I mean, it's fine. It's like, I wish they leaned more into the comedy. I thought some yes. of the co- comedic moments were funny. It was hard, man. I, If I'm comparing this with Blank Man and Blank Man came out, what, a year later? Yeah, I think it, it 94, like, I think. I don't know. I, Blank Man is also a corny, but I liked Blank Man more, even though he wasn't like, he was 94. a superhero, but he wasn't like, he. I think Robert Townsend was both trying to go for comedy, but also actual really cool superhero that like people could look up to. And my thing was, I, I don't think, I don't think I got a superhero that was cool that I would, that I like outside of the fact that there are no other options. If I was a, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if I was a kid, I'm seeing this movie and I'm going out and everybody's like, let's play superheroes. I'm Batman. I'm Spider-Man. I'm not going to be like, I want to be Meteor Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just wasn't. Here's the thing. I don't know. I I feel bad. Robert Townsend's great. Robert Townsend's great. So good (laughs) for it. No, John, we got to get in it. We got to get in it. This is is it because then we can make better in the world. Can we actually talk about Robert Townsend for a moment? Yeah, let's talk about Robert Townsend. Can we just say a little something about this powers because I actually think it's a really significant thing. Yeah. Which is, I think that, I think that, one, I think that if any scene in this movie did win an award, it would be the. Um, smooth jazz farming mo- oh. moment because yeah they were playing smooth jazz <laughs> I know <laughs> the soundtrack of this movie is just very phenomenal. funny but um, no but seriously I think that the lack of rules in the superpowers of Meteor Man was a really big problem with the movie I really really think that if we had had more consistency and clarity around what he can do and what he can't do with the rules of his superpowers it would become much more interesting and engaging and we could have had much more interesting conflict than just like because it was so inconsistent like sometimes they were shooting guns at him sometimes they were trying to punch him like there was there was such an inconsistency of rules that made the conflict just like Gangs are bad and we're in save our community rather than like what is really interesting is like, oh, like this is actually the limit of the superheroes powers or this is how the super like this is this unique way that the superhero is going to fight with this power. Yeah. Um, and that's why we need lots of different types of superheroes because they all have different things. But Meteor Man has like got it all. Yeah. 
I also think the bad guy should have got powers as well. I think like sooner. Francis, he, yeah, I think he should have like oh yeah sooner yeah. maybe because because yeah. I thought they were going to set it up that way because you're like the, I wonder if anyone else got hit. I thought I thought because I never saw this movie before uh, when with anyone else and then they showed Cosby and I was like oh my goodness is Cosby gonna be like this villain this is yeah. crazy yeah I, I was so excited and I was then I realized that no because I wanted a bad guy so but I do this is my thing about because I think I said it going beat by beat because so done, I feel like if we go beat by beat we're yeah. gonna tear this movie apart so I feel like if we just like <laughs> yeah. like we're good but well, I think, let's talk, can we talk about the beginning though can yeah. we talk about pre powers yes yeah because I think cause, and I just want to talk about yeah. Robert Townsend real oh, quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, because I think the thing that's very cool about him is that, again, like if you read up, if you've read the SNL, the Live from New York book, you realize how impactful he was at one certain point. Like he got the job on SNL, didn't want to do it, like hooked Eddie up. You know, Eddie got SNL. Like it was just so much that he did for people to cut it. Like he, he, he's the director of um, I was about to say, which one's Purple Suit? Is it Raw or Delirious? Raw, Raw. He directed Raw, helped write it with uh, really? him and like um, Keenan. Yeah. Like he did so much for people of color, and I think, hmm. and I think it's that tricky thing. As we talk about it sometimes, I think because maybe he came off as like corny or something like that. Maybe black people didn't support him the way I think they should have. Oh, because he again he had a sketch show. Mm-hmm. Um, even Hollywood Shuffle, I think Hollywood Shuffle did very well. But like, was the Parenthood this movie? Like, I feel like people didn't support him for a reason. And I can't figure out why. Like, this why did movie, they not get behind him? This movie had problems though. It did not just did. not just like creative problems. I'm talking about message problems. Oh, yes. this movie, right, yeah. This movie was what you were talking about with Cosby. Like it had a little bit of like he gives the speech. The basically the end of this movie. Just skip it to the end. The speech that he gives to the community is, you know, I'll leave, but I'm disappointed in you guys. Like, you know, we're never. Like, yeah, the police are you bad. Yeah, the police too. make mistakes, but like, you guys got to do, like, what are we, we going to do? It, yeah. well, you got to fix it. You know what I mean? Well, like, and I, like, I, and it's not, I, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily. It's just that, like, you're putting it, the blame on the people in the community. It was kind of like the idea was like, the only re- the reason that gangs are running rampant is because everybody in the community is like not talking to the police. And like, you know, people don't want to be snitches. And nobody's standing up for themselves and nobody's standing up to these criminals. And it's just like, that's so complicated. Yeah, you put the blame on them. And to put it in like, in this very like black and white genre, like that, like comic books are black and white. It's like good and evil. And to make it like that, like, no, the community, like they need to stand up for themselves. And then they do at the end. And like to have zero repercussions for people like throwing things at gangsters with guns. Well, it's really interesting because um, Benson and uh, Marla Gibbs from the Jeffersons um, were both part of the Community Watch, and they were actually trying to get Robert Townsend's character right. to be exactly. more a part of it. So right. there was like evidence that the community was... Well, but yeah. to me, that was, but everybody, but he, Robert Townsend was with the rest of the community to right. say like, no, and then... Robert Townsend, the meteor man, learns the lesson that his parents were, that mostly his father, but also his mom, yeah. mm-hmm. was trying to say. And it's like, the whole message of the movie is like, hey, the community has kind of did this to themselves. But yeah, I there, was, I like that. There, there was a moment where there was like a kind of, where Cosby took the his kryptonite magical mm-hmm. powers and um, took all the guns away at the very end. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, as soon as the guns were out of the situation, the whole community was able to like show up and start fighting and like gang up and attack because it was like suddenly even. So there was like some very like subtle, implicit, like anti-gun stuff of like, if we take the guns out of the community, then our community can actually reclaim itself. That's interesting. Yeah, but it's hard because it's like- So they started fighting back before the guns were out. But they, but it's hard because like, what do you do with one little record? <laughs> like it's, it's like what do you do? Because my thing is like I, the reason I I think a lot of people, for instance, when Chirac came out, mm-hmm. people in Chicago were like, "Yo, you putting the blame on us?" Because it kind of I see what you're saying, John. Like this movie definitely says, "Hey, the reason this is so bad is because y'all won't step up to fix it," which is a very tough thing to say because, man, when you grow up in a hood, it's yeah, it's different. It's than not this. acknowledging the systems that created right. this scenario. It, it's yeah. different than it's different than. A message that's similar, uh, but I think maybe more positive, which is, look, nobody's, they're not helping us. This this system sucks. Mm-hmm. They're not helping us. But at the end of the day, we're the ones who are getting beat on. We got to do something. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there is strength within ourselves. We don't have to wait for people to rescue us. We can do it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's let it's motivating, it's inspirational, but it's not like Y'all you gotta. are you're the reason that this stuff is happening. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's there's yeah. a it's just a slight Yeah, I it's, think that's a good yeah. point. It's very finesse. But but I do but I think again with Robert, which I find very fascinating, is like I think at this point, yeah, he had Hollywood Shuffle, he did delirious, so he got this thirty this thirty million dollar check. Heartbeats. Oh, and for Harbees, mm-hmm. right? So he had this thirty million dollars. Yeah, which is a bit which it's is a, a lot. It's a lot, it's a lot of money up. now. I was saying, so this movie lost the Saturn Award for Best Sci-Fi Film to Jurassic Park, which came out this year. Ooh, nothing you can do about that. <laughs> Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped, and funding for new projects is tough to come by. There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood the Sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women, for people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the sequel for free at LAist.com slash Hollywood the sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's L-A-I-S-T dot com slash Hollywood the sequel. Hey everybody. Hi. It's Alice. And I'm Veronica from, from Trex in, in the City. City. We are two women who are nerds and we love Star Trek and love talking about it. That's right. But we're not exclusive like that. No, we're not those kind of fans. We're cool ones. Like chill. Sexy, young, and also old. Trex and the City. The city part means we talk about anything. <laughs> Which is our right, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I just need you to understand that we have great guests. We have the dumbest bits. And songs. Sometimes. And we talk about Deanna Troy in a way that she has deserved for her whole career. Fully underdeveloped character. So come on over to Treks in the City. Only on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. New episodes out every Monday. Woo! Woo! 
so Jurassic Park came out this year. But I was just like, this is a comparison to like what where graphic, you know what I mean? Where like the graphics yeah. were, where like movies were, you know, right. just to have a sense of like what people's expectations of bigger kind of movies. Right. This was a summer film. It came out in the summer. And Jurassic Park definitely had a bigger had twice the budget, it had $63 million budget, mm. but 30 million ain't nothing. It's, it's something now. 30 million is something now. Yeah. Then something it was now. like, it was pretty significant, you know? Yeah. And I mean, they had a cast that represented that kind of money. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was wondering. I was like, did all this money go to the cast? And that's why they, I think so. They look, there were certain so rough. So I like think the, you needed more action scenes. The, 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 um, him, the meteor getting absorbed into his was skin. was disgusting. Oh. That was gross. And I think a lot of money went into that scene. <laughs> It was so nasty. That was weird. It was oddly nasty. It was ashly. It was like, why is it so graphic? Yeah, it was like, it reminded me of uh, Spawn, actually. Yeah, it was something that yeah. was so, I remember, actually. It was really specifically weird and gross. I remember that freaking me the out when I was a kid. came for him. Yeah, I was like, this is weird. But I do love the fact, I will say this, I do love the fact that he put so many, like, older than him, too. Like black icons in yeah. this movie. Oh, yeah, it was an homage. It was like, yeah, he did for it on sure. purpose. Even the fact that Luther Vandross was like, the quiet, like, assassin dude. It was like... I... And we have James Earl Jones. I'm sorry, I'm just mm-hmm. adding oh, in on you. We had James Earl Jones as a totally different character yeah. than we normally see, which is super Definitely. fun. It's super, super fun. It's a little complicated because it kind of felt like a mocking of this character that was actually, like, a really big deal in the early 90s, mm. you know? What? Wait, can we... Can you speak to what this character was? Because I, I personally was confused. I thought I think it was like an older guy who was like acting young, and he was really obsessed with like the like, um, what 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 is it? He crisscross. Yeah, he wanted to be young and cool. What he wanted to be young? Crisscross cool. make you want to jump. Who's but, that? The crisscross. Crisscross. It is crisscross. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah, they were their clothing. Great. All right, yeah. crisscross makes you want to jump. Yeah. That's right. They told us who they are. <laughs> yep. Um, and he <laughs> he says. Uh, but, oh, and there's like a moment when he walks by, and there's a woman he's who wearing, walks by. He's wearing wigs. He, he like the whole time. He's the whole time. He's like, look at all these wigs, and right. like Robert Townsend just looking at him like, like you're a mess. Yeah, okay. But he honors music, and they like reference like amazing mm. black jazz artists and yeah. stuff like that, which was like there's like a lot of homage. Like if you look on the walls, and mm. there's a lot of like black culture. Like if we're talking about this from a race perspective, like this was clearly written and created and had black eyes on it. For like, sure. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. clothing, the choices. The socialization style, like you know, like the way, like the the what was on the walls, what you know, like there was it was felt black in a really great mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um. Nothing felt like oh, this is. I thought they skipped. Out. I thought, I thought they cheated themselves a little bit because I thought his character was going to be. I thought his character was gay at first, until because he made him like extremely effeminate, and I was like, oh, this is cool. This is interesting for the early nineties because early nineties. Homosexuality in the black community, you rarely ever, ever. saw it on screen, especially Mm-mm. if it wasn't, if Unless people weren't trying a, to make a joke about right, it. Right, exactly. So, so I was like, was oh, this like is like very cool. Like, this is, a, this is, this is, this is dope. But then when they kept saying he was trying to impress women and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, well, this was a missed opportunity. Not saying it was forced, but I'm like, he already came up. Was he supposed to be slow? Like, I couldn't tell. I, I was confused. Like his character felt I like also, it was stunt. He was stunted in his growth. I think he was growth. supposed to be slow. I think he was supposed to be immature or like obsessed with youth. But he's yeah. so old. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was the point. That's why that's the point. But like, 
Oh, okay. I guess I that was, that was the point. point. He was supposed that was to be the point. Like, He's like, I'm bald. I'm putting on wigs to be young. I'm putting on this character. It's really fun to see James Earl Jones do that. Yeah, it was interesting. I just thought, I just, yeah. at first I was like, oh, this is his like older brother who's like, who's slow. Yeah, I know like, why you're saying that, but yeah. I, but it was, I don't, I don't think, think that it was. was that, that's not what Wait, it was supposed to be. The yeah. one little, this tiny little thing, which is that James Earl Jones says to this woman, are you down with OPP? Do you know that? Did yeah. Does he? Yes, do you he know did. what OPP stands for? Do you? I don't think so. What is it? I mean, that's from the rap from a yeah. rap song, right? Yeah. yeah. Do it? you know what it stands for? Do you I know? know when I was little, I would sing this all the time. Yeah, I never OPP. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. Is it other people's? Yes. At other people's kitty cats. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Kitty cats. <laughs> other people's. <laughs> that's what it is. Right. Did you know that? I've heard that, like now I'm saying that I was like, yeah, I think it's other people's um, yeah, P-U-S-S-Y. I, yes, I think I did know I that. I did not know that. Anyways, that's just like a teeny little reference going back to the 90s when we were all singing that. And did you know what you were singing? Okay. Oh, never. I, this is my thing. I, I want to say like, just because we're talking about like in grad strokes, like I, talking about the beginning of the movie before he gets the powers. Yeah. I, again, I liked seeing his parents and people trying to, on their own, do something about the community. Right, the community. Like they wanted to set up like a, a community watch, like yeah. neighborhood watch. Yeah. You know, but uh, people were like, "I don't know, this might upset the gang." Because that's the thing is, like, man, you accept the gangs. It's like the cops don't. Again, even if the cops did have your backs, they can't get there fast enough. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's because a lot of times, which is different, at least especially when I was growing up, we used to have people who patrol. Mm-hmm. So you knew. You know, John yeah, Tessa, you were the where cops. You grew up. Yeah, like this the is cops, DC. You guys were, you guys would be the police who patrolled our neighborhoods. So we would get to know you. Mm-hmm. And now we live in a day and age where, like, that's not the case. Right. And so you can't get to me quick enough. Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. right. Like, you don't know who house it is. You don't know anything about me. So it's like, yeah. you don't feel connected to this community. Right. right. And so I think that was a big thing of like people being scared. Like, even, um, like, yeah, even people are like, I'm not wearing that hat and a whistle because the whole thing they want him to wear that bright <laughs> hat and a whistle. Yeah, that's funny. Totally. But I love that part. And I kind of did like that Robert Towson's character was a substitute, but that he kept saying, I'm not going to be here long. Like, he had, like, you know, he wanted right. to be a musician. Like, he had these goals. Right. But we yeah. never saw him be a musician. We never saw whether he was his, any good at it, but yeah. he had a show that he wanted to get and his to. Fr- and Eddie Griffin, who's this friend, who's also a teacher. Yeah, but was like an inventor as well. But he's, like, like, he's like a scientist, scientist. an inventor, and he created this machine that can uh, uh, record the audience applause like, yeah. and figure out like how oh, good something yeah. is. Like, yeah. It was something like, it was like, so, you know, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you'll definitely do it with this machine. And you're like, oh, he's like a scientist. I love that. You part. know, mm-hmm. though, again, like a lot of ideas in this movie, not necessarily a lot of follow through. Like, but cool. Like we see, yeah. we see so much diversity of black people, right? For sure. We yeah. see like she's a you know a happily married couple. Mm-hmm. You know, we that are involved in the community. We see a teacher. The principal was a woman, right? We mm-hmm. see a black, woman, a black woman. We see black doctors. We mm-hmm. see you know gang members. Yeah. We see news reporter. News reporter. Like mm-hmm. we see a scientist. Yeah. Like we see a lot of different types of black people, yeah. which was hard to see in the 90s. Yeah. It's interesting because after he gets these powers, one, again, that scene was graphic as hell. <laughs> that scene was so <laughs> utterly graphic. I was like, ugh. Like, yeah. it even disgusting me this. I was like, this is a hot yeah. mess. Uh, Goes to the hospital. Yeah, but I do love when he gets to the hospital and they take the bandages off and they're like, 
And they do all the shock faces. He's like, like, oh my God, let me see, let me see. I look, this is what I look like. Yeah, this, this is my face looks like. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. Which, which that scene was an homage to only geek, geek stuff, John yeah. Chill. No jokes. Anyway, Ooh. there's a, because John likes to make fun of you know, people you who love don't comic books. I think John's a geek. Well, he always likes to like, like make fun of people for liking other geeky things. He's. I just so are you just a bully it. who's are you just he's a bully who's bully. a geek who's yes, just like, he's a bully geek you're so he's totally is that a bully the secret geek. right now? that is exactly what it is he's a geek, I'm a geek I know you're a geek sure she wouldn't know better than all of us but this is an homage to like the Jack Nicholson scene in Batman where like Jack his face is covered and he's like give me a mirror what do I like give me the mirror and he did the scene and I love that the quick joke of like this is my face my yeah. face is like yeah, it's a nice. That was a nice joke. Hey, hey you got to see black doctors, man. Great, and also Vanessa, the nurse. Mm-hmm. That's um, oh, what is she? She's was from she waiting, waiting for exhale. Is she waiting for exhale? Yes. Yes, the nurse. Yes, the nurse the that nurse um, Eddie is, Griffin does hit yeah. on. Is the nurse that Robert liked? Was she? She's a model, right? She was a model. The remember nurse, the one? Wait. Remember, like, because it, it was the nurse from um, Waiting Exhale mm-hmm. who Eddie Griffin hit on. But when they came to take the wraps off, there was a nurse doctor. She was a doctor. Yeah. Sorry, God, gotcha. Beverly Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like who or the doctor. or Layla, Layla Rashan. Layla Rashan is in waiting for Exhale. Yeah, she's in waiting. For the nurse was uh, she's the doctor. The, she's the nurse. Yeah, the doctor is Beverly Johnson. I don't know what she's in. I don't know. She looked familiar, but I don't know what she's, she's in. She's apparently been in Martin. Martin. Yeah, Beverly everybody. Martin. All of these people were in Martin. Edwards. Also, I want to shout out that. Um, um, Don Cheadle's character's name was Goldilocks. I don't know if anyone peeped that, and I thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing of all time. That's funny. Also, Don Cheadle does not reference this as one of his films. Does and he not? It's That's... like not in his. He's repertoire. good in it, but I think he's really. I good actually, in it. yeah, I actually thought he honestly it was delivering one of the best performances. I agree. Oh yeah, he was. I mean, he stood I out. Agree. Yeah, I liked yeah. him definitely a lot. M- oh, I shouldn't say this, but. What then, Robert like, Townsend? No, then the main. Oh, then. Sorry, oh, the main man. villain. The main villain. Because he played it straight. Like the thing is, like yeah. I couldn't tell if this movie was like a like a like a kind of a parody movie where like you wink because the that's guy what who, I'm saying. It, exactly. it was like a, it was the a comedy, comedy, but it also yeah. wanted you to take it very seriously at mm-hmm. times and like. But I think that it could have. I don't know. I think that if the 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 um gang had played it all straight, like Don Cheadle. And we had cr- just created silly scenarios for them to be be taking it seriously in. Like when they shoot him up, like that scene is fun. Like the yeah. scene where they sh- they shoot him, they to shoot high him head. up, bro. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Ha!" And you're like, "Damn, this dude just got blasted in right. a drive by." And they keep driving away, and then they see him get up, and the one dude in the car is like, "I, you saw it? I loaded everything I yeah. got him. Uh-huh. You saw it, man. Yeah. You saw." And he's right. like, "Calm down, let's drive back." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was funny, and it yeah. and it it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't sketchy. You didn't have to play it up, mm-hmm. and like the realness of that was what made it funny. Yep. And then when they see when he like runs and then f- literally flies up to the pole, and they all just they're just looking at him like, "All right, drive." Like, yeah, and, and they all saw it, like that. He gets mad for like yep. Donchita goes like, uh, "Could you go back to the hideout, please?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you go back chicken? to the hideout, please. That was funny. Like, I liked that. I also, when he was flying low because he's scared of, he's like, oh, he's still scared of heights <laughs> and he's flying, but he's just hovering over the yeah. street. That's hilarious. I thought that was funny. Here's that the, is such a funny joke. When yeah. I saw that, I was like, James III would love this movie so much. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, that <laughs> yeah, is yeah, such yeah, a James thing. You're right. A James III it's movie. too bad James is not. It is a tragedy. That is such a James honestly, thing. Honestly, like, I think he was the one who all, suggested this movie, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I think we should all just for one moment embody James III, reflect on the movie from a James III moment. For like, never. Yes, exactly. He's flying, but he's just. But he's Just low. off the street. But he's low. You see it? He can, he can, he can touch it. Like, James is such a... He can touch it if he would. Oh, God. That is so funny. I can't do it. Oh, my. But the thing is so tricky because, like, I'm trying to think. I will say this. Okay. I'm going to just get out of the way. Yeah. Bill Cosby does something that creeps me out. Oh yeah, what is the when he's in the basement apartment? He has a little rock. He, he has to see through. He has to see through. Touches it. He just t- first off, he just touches it with his fingertips. He's also mute for the entire movie. Yeah, he doesn't speak. Non-speaking role. He, he's such a lot like, of face acting. He's such a creep to me though. Like he, when he's in the basement, he's touching the rock with his with his, with his left hand, just the tips of his fingers, which mm-hmm. freaks me out. And he's looking up. He's looking up because he can see through walls and he can see people like do their clothes. Wait, just give. Yeah, but part. Robert Townsend was looking through. Hear me out, but hear me okay. out. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time he's doing it, and like, but Robert Townsend did it by accident at first, and then he was like, "Look, and then, and then he wanted to, and see he wanted the, to, but then it messed up." Nurse, yeah. But then when he's doing it, clearly it's the hot woman, like in her lingerie, and he's just like changing the channel. And she's like, "This has been happening for an hour." So in my head, I'm like, "So this man just up here playing with this woman TV with her half naked the whole time." Why he twills his, and also how he touched the rock just was nasty. It's like his fingertips are just it's like true. His finger, it's like his it fingertips are just like nasty. creepy. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's smiling as he's winking the gun up. It's like, bruh. He stirred himself some coffee, you and then he went yeah. creep. He licked his lip. Oh, yeah. With his little cat. I, you know, not to, not yeah, to. He's a rapist. Yeah, oh, it's tough. I, it's really tough. I, I grew up. I, I, it's not tough. He, he's disgusting. He's done horrible things, and also like. There's just a part of me that grew up on this. He's funny. Man. It's like, and yeah, like to see some like I mean, to see funny. that like Cosby like acting it out, yeah, mute, like making the tea stir, you know, mm-hmm. and all of his little like whoop, 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 moments. Uh, yeah, he was doing a little, co- oh, but yeah. it was muted. It was like it was, it was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really was. Yeah, it was but, funny. But um, also to get Cosby in this movie in 1993, 1993. that had to be hard, right? Like uh, same with Benson. That's what I'm when did Benson and stop? James Earl Jones? Yeah, and like, James Earl Jones. When when and, was when and Luther Vandross and yeah. Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane and Naughty by Nature. These people were hot. Like he got mad people in this movie. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, my thing is again, like I like I'm not going I'm not going bash it. Like I do think like to me it's like I watching this movie. I really wanted to update it again because I think there's there is a cool idea. Yeah. Of people in the neighborhood putting their support. Again, I, keep, it, yeah. I keep I keep thinking about Barack Obama so much. Yeah. I think when Barack Obama came out, like again, you know, my parents were a little bit older than most people's parents. And then, you know, my great grands were like in their nineties and like, you know, so I grew up with a lot of southern older people. And to me, seeing their hope when they saw Barack win the presidency, mm-hmm. especially at that time, like when we had Bush, everyone was like, like Bush wasn't Trump, but Bush, we all know Bush was like not the smartest president. And to see if like a movie came out right now where people of color are being victimized, bro, like straight up. Like I mean, I mean, I know y'all like I know y'all saw the percentage of the last four years where like most of the domestic terrorism has been by white supremacists, like just straight up, and like no one ever gives a shit about it. Right. To see if we did this movie now, I think it would be so cool to see people actually have hope in a person of color who, to me, it would be dope if the guy was flawed too. It was like he's not perfect, or if the woman, and it's like they're just trying to do the right thing. Matter of fact, they're doing a new Kick-Ass uh, comic book, mm-hmm. and in the in the comic book is a thirty year old black woman 
who came back, I think, from like the Afghan war, who is just trying to like do her part, but she's actually right. well trained, whereas the original Kick-Ass wasn't. And I think I'm so fascinated by someone theoretically taking the bullet for other people, which I think, you know, uh, Malcolm X did to an extent, Martha Luther King. Like these guys literally put their lives on the line to help future generations of black people right. and just people of color. And to have a movie, we did this now, you could have it be a t- you can have it to me, you can have it be a person who necessarily didn't start off as that good of a person. Mm-hmm. Like you can have them start off as a, or her start off as a person who kind of just wanted to put their head down, go about their day, like not be bothered with the riffraff. Maybe if they're going to support like the Black Lives Matter movement, it's like, oh, I'm going to give you a tweet. Because to me, like right, right now, we I'm live in a world you. where the question is I'm always- I'm like, keep telling the story. You know what I'm saying? Because the I'm question always it. is like, how do we be an activist outside of just Twitter fingers? You know, like right. how do we actually show yes. up and do things? Mm-hmm. How do we include people? So you can have the person deal with that. The person could be like, oh man, I'm going to do all this stuff. But when it comes to getting involved, eh, I'd rather do something. Else. You know, like you could yes. have that and that could be almost a lesson learned, not right. only for them, but for the world at large of like, oh, you can take a stand and maybe they inspire people in a way that's not like, oh, this is cute. Yeah, I, I was just stretching. I didn't I mean to, but he was being. <laughs> but you can inspire people. To me, it's like, I would rather him inspire people on their own to help out than to give a willing speech to, I'm disappointed in you guys. Because yeah. Barack never yes. Barack never did that to anybody. Nope. He never, like he was saying. The most he ever did was said, don't boo vote. Yeah. That's the most. That was, and it's like, you know, we can change it. And he always said, we, like, we can do this. Like, not you. Don't put the pressure on people. Because again, it takes a lot for people to risk something. And I think you could do that nowadays, which Black Lightning, yeah. I think, may do. Which well, is why I like, you know. I will say this. The, it, the theme that Wait, I like. Gerard, that was an amazing storyline that I think you Thank should write. You. Thank you. I really want to also, watch this movie. Yeah. I want to update If any of you listening had... are ready to produce a film with Let's Gerard, do it. Let's, let's do, do it. this. Because a TV I'm show where we could explore. Oh, you mean a, a TV show we could explore black themes and, and themes of how Hollywood makes movies. But eh. it could be more than just one episode. I mean, we've, we'd, no one, we've no never tried that. Nah. Before and people say, "Hey, man!" But that's only one episode because black people only. Maybe one day we'll have our own TV show. All right. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yo, it's gonna go happen. Um, We gonna sell the goddamn show, by the way. Like legit, if someone sits and tells me again, this is not where we're going. Meteor man. Meteor man. What I wanted to talk about (laughs) the theme that I liked of this movie that it wasn't fully explored, but it was interesting. Was this idea? Actually, they kind of explore this in Batman too. This idea that his very presence actually increased the crime. Yes, because it made people and made the gang so angry that they were. Yeah, they territory. didn't have all the power. So they like did things that were reckless. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they were shooting in the like, daytime. Sh- like like beating a, up that sixty-one-year-old woman. A drive-by yeah. shooting in the daytime is one thing, but like like literally like. Come like your whole gang coming out on a street, like trying to like shooting up a community center. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all this stuff. It was like this is reckless, and they're and they're like it's never been this bad in the community before, yeah. and it's because he was there. And I re- and he, he kind of like flipped it back on the community. <laughs> and I, but I was I wanted it. I I'm interested in him be, in like this idea that the more you do the the worse it gets yeah. before it break before you actually break through. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I think people, I think maybe people in this during the civil rights era felt that way. 
of like, man, this is getting worse. I know people thought right. in the 60s that the America was going to collapse because there right. were riots in the street. I mean, there were rot like riots mm-hmm. every day. And like, yeah. you know, there were cities that got burned. Right. And there are people that got shot by police in the streets because of the unrest because people were just like, we can't take it. And so like, and there's something mm-hmm. about that that's interesting to me. And what do you think about the, we have to talk about this scene with the bloods and the, uh, and the cops. Okay, hear me out. This, this, oh, man, hear me out. Yeah. Uh, with naughty by nature. You mean when they when they come together at that well, point? <laughs> well, first, there's two of them. First, let's do this. The scene. The scene is there's a huge shootout happening. Yeah. There's a bunch of gang members on one side and a bunch of cops on the other side. They're literally shooting at each other like a full out gunfight, which is insane. I'm sure it's yeah. happened, but it's just like you're just like, oh my god, like. This like is a, in a war. Back alley. Yeah. This is a Behind you know cars and yeah. yeah. Uh, like this is something that you might call the national guard for. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and they're like shooting at each other, and he <laughs> he flies in, and they're like kind of looking at him like what? And he's just like, fellas, stop! Everybody, put your guns down. P- talks to the cops. Put your guns down. Talks to the gangsters. Put your guns down. I just want to talk. And then they just start shooting at everybody. Starts shooting at him. And he like does his little yawn thing, blah, blah, blah. And then they, and then they're like, when they realize they're not hitting him, they're like, stop. And then the cops come forward and put their guns down first, which yeah, I was like, never, never, never happened. <laughs> never in a million years. Never happened. And then the gangsters put their guns down and then they like shake hands. And like, I think there's like an ADR line of a cop saying, we just want to talk. You and know. I was like, no, you don't. You want what to is kill this? them. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want that? You, you just want to his... talk? They were just shooting at you. I, I, like, I, yeah, I, I, didn't, really I didn't understand what we were supposed to take from that scene. If we put, I can tell you, it's like, it is so heavy handed. Like, we, we, we just put our gun downs and listen to each other. We wouldn't have these problems. It's that anti gun propaganda that was in this movie. I mean, I, I, I do want us to put our guns down. That's for sure. Hey, me too. Yeah. But the diplomacy aspect of it, I just didn't understand because he didn't do anything. Yeah. In fact, I don't know why they like. Listened? I don't know why they. I mean, like. He didn't threaten no. them. He didn't do any. It was they were just, just like, like, wow, we can't. We kill can't him kill him. Guns. So why don't we? Hero. So I guess we should listen to him. Like, duh. Also, the fact that the cops also tried to just shoot him like that. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> right. Uh, but I do think there's some interesting. Like, there was a shot later on in the movie where you do see the Crips and the Bloods like painting or doing something for the community. They were doing something together. Oh, really? I missed mm-hmm. that. They were doing something together, and there have been times. And they obviously come together yeah. at the end. Yeah, there they have been times where like Crips and Bloods and like basically like the gangs have like helped out. Right. Mainly it's because they all hate the police. But, you know, right. there have been times where they've come together, which which I find fascinating because like uh, there was this documentary I saw and like a lot of the gangs, especially I think the, which one came first? Was it Crips and Bloods? Someone out there knows. But from what I was watching, they were saying like how these gangs started as a form of like trying to protect and help the communities. Right, they were the community watch. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, I think about it all the time where I think about, we always get political. I, honestly, I- How I, can you not? We I were can, talking about race. I cannot stop thinking about what happens to the Black Panthers. Like I, for some reason, even more so in today's day and age. Oh, well, that. Oh my gosh. Well, hear me out. Hear me out because the thing is, I think about, I think about how these other gangs are almost like, not to say they're an offshoot of the Black Panthers, but the idea almost started the same. It's like, yes. no one's protecting us, so we're going to do, do it ourselves. You know, and I think about that, these, that this group, Black Panthers in particular, never went out, never actually just 
ran up on white people and just shot them up. Never even ran up on KKK members and did anything to them. Yeah. Like, there's been very few instances no, where you saw shootouts. schools and made sure that people were fed. And ha- yeah, and but had I didn't lunches. hear any of that And protect up. it. Ne- right. Never. I didn't, Actually, I- they were what white America... Lo- I mean, not white America. I shouldn't say that. But, like, the conservative part of America, you know, holds the Second Amendment as our greatest amendment, your, your right to bear arms. And the Black Panthers were like, Great. all right, we have that right, too. I wish we did it now. And they tried to change. And they, at one point, that was the only time in history they were trying to actually tweak that amendment. Yes. Because African-Americans Absolutely. had those guns. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all the time where <laughs> it's like... That's the only way we're going to fix this. You know that, right? Yeah, I mean, but we have these moments where I'm thinking like, okay, these gangs, yes, I think they could stand together and actually work out. And I think about like Black Panthers, I'm like, oh, man, this group was the first group to do that for black people. And I'm like, oh, man, they got broken apart by the government. But then I'm looking at the KKK and I'm like, we just cool with this. Yeah. Like, they are we're just chilling. We just even before we had a KKK member in the office, we still fine, right? But even before that, we were they were still allowed to just be and, there, do and, their thing. And you're from the DC area, so like in DC, for instance, like in this mm-hmm. place called Akakik, mm-hmm. the KKK still exists. And sure. I'm not sure whether the what is the margin. It's not in DC, so I think they had like at least growing up, there was an event. Once I moved to the suburbs, they would have an event once a year. So I don't know. I don't know what it was called. I don't know if it was a march or whatever, but like yeah. they would still do KKK-esque shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a group that has openly lynched people. Like, for instance, I think about this scene right. at the end with like the gangs and everyone doing Kumbaya, and I'm like, it's such a corny sight, but to me, it's such a thing that's necessary because I always think about what happened to Black Wall Street, aka Black Wall Street, when it got burnt to the ground. And I'm like, man, if we, if, if, if we just as people of color, whether it's like brown, whatever, if we just fucking... I don't know what we could do, but just seeing the side of them holding their ground was so right. beautiful to see to me. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like there, there was a town that was burnt to the ground, yo. Towns. Towns. But the rich, the famous rich black town yeah. was burnt to the ground. I only learned recently, though, which is the thing. There's double, yeah, double tragedy. Because there's the tragedy of that, but it's also the tragedy of that we don't get this history. And, and nothing, nothing happened to the people that burnt that town to the ground. No. Nothing happened to them. And I'm like, we live in a, like, to just see that to the, site. All the FBI who shot, shot up, who Martin assassinated. They, yep. I mean, they tapped his house. <laughs> they, I mean, they did. Like, I do believe well, it. Well, yes, uh, but yeah. they legitimately assassinated. I mean, like. So un- you got. Yeah, go, go. I'm just going to say they, like, assassinated like, Huey Newton and a bunch of black right. fans. Yes. Right. They took you legit. Huey was taken out, bruh. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing, though. You guys, look what Meteor Man is stirring in this. Yeah. This is an important film. I People mean, yeah. should watch it. It's a joy. If you, you get, can find this thing. <laughs> if you can find it, it's worth seeking out. There's a delightful corniness to it that really is an homage to the 80s, I think. Yeah, I think There's, so, yeah. There is an, an absolute homage to some of the black television royalty and film, but really television mm. royalty. Right. It's really amazing to see everybody all together and working and you know doing all that mm-hmm. and having all that. We've got... a. A, a story that's relevant to us still today of like black on black crime and this complicatedness of like our role in it and mm. you know all that the stuff there's like cool things happening right. in this film i want to i want to switch it up i don't want to talk i don't want to talk to hollywood can i can i talk to black hollywood real quick oh i want to talk to black hollywood real quick okay because I think after watching this movie and watching Bebe's Kids, like there's something that I feel like the 90s was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I think we've come to this point where now we're cycled back, where, where African-Americans in Hollywood are trying their best to like 
do things with meaning and like help right. and like actually give back to like I think about the things that Issa Rae is doing I think about like what Donald Glover is doing and I think let's go talk to black Americans and say you know what hear me out maybe we should just support all black stuff you know like maybe we should use like for real maybe we should just use this white guilt that's that, that we can kind of milk like alright if they're going to green like these movies even if the movie isn't that good I'm going to watch it like I think about Proud Mary I didn't like Proud Mary but I would tell everybody to go right. see it and support it because of a black woman in it who kind of is an action movie you know and I think maybe if we because our buying power is heavy I mean the amount that we like actually yeah. can control with the economy is like we have the power to change things so it's like you know what maybe we need to stop to an extent stop watching these all white movies and giving them so much money maybe maybe you know what if Bruce Willis in this movie I love Bruce Willis favorite action hero it's like maybe I gotta stop watching Bruce Willis and watch more Idris Elba okay you know? wait so wait is what are are you basically telling me you're willing to make a commitment right here and now what's that to see the next Tyler Perry movie in theater <laughs> you such trouble uh, you, yes 100% but you know what though Dude, I, that's honestly, exactly what he just bro, said. That's exactly what he just said. <laughs> that's what I, he just said. Hey, I, we got it. Hey, we got to do it. I will well, do it. I will. I, yeah. I just want to me. It's like when I, when I talk about Black Hollywood, I really like the fact that when I think about shot the shot and these these movies and shows that are actually coming out to show black people in a light that we never really get to see. Like the shot, for instance. Yes, there's different facets. There's the projects. There's people trying, but we get to see everything, which we never get to see. And like even this movie was corny, but like there was a. He was trying. He put the black elite in this movie. And I think we had a point now where we kind of are building our own like black elite. Like we have Issa Rae, we have Lakeith, we have Donald, we have Gerard Carmichael. Maybe we have Lapita. Maybe it's a time we just, outside of Black Panther, which I'm happy we're doing, maybe we just team everybody we up. We have maybe Michael we, B. Jordan. I think we, we, are we got be, Michael B. I think we Black Panther is going to be Jordan. such a success, it's going to happen. I think, okay, I think it here's is. Here's the thing this is something really exciting. And I'm just saying right now, you're fired up and we're at a critical moment right now because when is this going to air? Next week. Next week. Uh, so uh, when you guys are hearing this, it will be the 30th. The day before. February, mm-hmm. right? Or is there 31 days in January? 31, um, but that's... Yeah. Okay, I'm saying, mm-hmm. why don't we take February, our Black History Month, mm-hmm. and why don't we do something with it and have a little bit of a movement with it where we do something that is, let's like just black out our entertainment for the month. Hmm. I like that phrase, black out our entertainment. I'm okay with that. Because I'm going to tell you this. Hashtag blackout. Blackout. This just, just, just hashtag. So, so we just watch all black so TV shows, all your podcasts, movies. all of your news, mm-hmm. all of your blogs, all of your um, TV. If you see a live show, all black. Your if TV y- movie movie is just your, your the, the form of entertainment you take. Mm-hmm. Take it from black. Is black black is black news created? <laughs> black created. Yeah. Because the thing is, I'm cool with Issa Rae bringing on somebody who's not black into the, her show, but it's right, a black yeah. created show. Yeah. This is this is. I'm Issa, down for this. Let's black out our February. I'm down for this. Listen, Hashtag blackout. I'm about to be. Blackout. I'm about to be mad black for all of February just because of Black Panther coming out. I'm legit. I'm about. Yes. To, I'm seeing it two two times that weekend just because I'm like, you know what? Take the money. I'm seeing it with you, right? Yeah, you're yeah. going to see it. But I'm also seeing it on Sunday again because I was like, take the monies. 
great. Just take it. Oh, yeah. I'm down for this. I'm down for this. Hashtag blackout. blackout. Hashtag blackout February. I'm down for that. Yeah. I think we should ask the, your followers to give us some more advice and give it and list out their different entertainment, black entertainment Ooh. sources that they have. Mm-hmm. So, so, Especially news sites, because I don't yeah, know that many news black sites, news sites. Entertainment sites, other black podcasts that we should know about. Like, what are the different th- ways that you're going to get your entertainment in this month? It's 28 mm. days that we are any source, we're going to do it, which means that, that also means like we're not listening to the daily or whatever, you know, like whatever pot news podcast or, that we, with that. you know, we're just going to black I'm out. I'm, I, I'm actually so on board with this. I have to, I what like, do you think about this, John? I think in? this is a great idea. I'm so on board with this. I, I'm a, I, I'm a little bit more into it for blackout entertainment than necessarily like news. Yeah, same here. I want but, to see like yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so should we say blackout on entertainment? Is yeah. that the rules of it? Yeah. So, but we, I think we should definitely have your followers tweet at us and tell us what their sources of entertainment that they also like mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. hashtag blackout, so that we like can get a whole thing. I know, like pseudo queens, you should be listening. Yeah, you to. Listen for to sure. The, uh, the read. Yeah, I'm about to say the read for sure. Code Switch, I heard is amazing. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know TV shows. Watch. You got to watch Grownish, Blackish. Uh, Black Lightning. Up? Black Lightning. Yo, I'm honestly, start you gotta, Black, Black Lightning. Lightning. I really there's one. Like that I told I have you guys, to stop watching Gilmore Girls for February. I mean, it's yeah, just a good show. show. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, is that a black person on Gilmore Girls? <laughs> there's a French man. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> the black dude's a Frenchman. <laughs> he's yeah, he's mixed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you gotta watch the shy. Uh, what else I, you got? Yeah, I think you should tweet out some more ideas mm-hmm. and more suggestions for folks. Connect it out. Blackout. Go see Proud Mary. We gotta support mm-hmm. it, dude. I, like, I think it's like out. you gotta support it. Yeah, because she got she got messed up. She got screwed in that situation. Yeah, you gotta support it. All right, I'm cool with this. All right, all, all right. right, Tessa. Yes, no, okay, this is you, I draw. This. I'm just I'm just this. naming the movement you started. I dig or this. There's a collaboration. I won't take. All right, I'll I'll take some of that. Um, no, I guess Meteor Man is in the Hancock. No, universe, don't do this. Cinematic was, universe. Nope, we're not doing this. Meteor, James has been building a Hancock cinematic let's, universe. Let's not for the uh, Avengers. So I guess no. It's a, the meteor. The green meteor is a one of the Infinity Stones in the you know Hancock what cinematic. that makes sense. Real? That makes sense. Yeah. And you know what? That Whoa. green meteor from Meteor Man is definitely an Infinity Stone. That makes sense. <laughs> the one that Bill Cosby touch molests. Yo, the, he, he touches it oh so man. weird, dude. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> so unfortunate. Such that's a weird touch. That's so, uh, otherwise yeah. it would have been a perfectly simple character for him yeah. to play. But then that looking up that chick's and then touching the thing, man. The touching yeah. was yeah, weird, it was so but it was creepy. the looking at the girl without her. There was permission. a lot of looking. There, there was, was a lot. lot of peep, Robert Townsend did a lot of, of yeah. peeping at women. A lot of peeping at women. I love Yo. how that woman was wearing straight lingerie. Yeah, I was like in the in the morning. That's I was what like, women did in the eighties and nineties on television. Everyone, <laughs> Angela like, from really? Who's the Boss wore <laughs> lingerie. Yeah. I was like, she's about to just go to work. She's just putting on lingerie. That's what all the girls did in eighties and nineties television. We do need the Golden Girls wore lingerie. Yeah, 80s man that was not a great time for women in entertainment well that's not true because we had golden girls and I mean, we there, had designing it was a, women so. I just meant in terms of sexism in yeah. movies and mm-hmm. TV and then we had the diff- different world where Lisa Bonet had strayed from Cosby and then created her own different world who's the world. boss yeah. yeah I will say every time you watch one of these movies when it's a black male lead I always feel wanting for the female characters I feel like I have it was weird he had like two like people that like two different love interests. We didn't even talk about Sinbad. 
Oh, oh. Sinbad's character was hilarious to me. Yo, Sinbad's like, character was hilarious. Man, this is my, this is my, I went on this, this dating thing. This is my first time uh, dating a sister. Wait, tell the tell them more about it. Like, what is it? Like, he, like, who, what was the no, date? He's, he's like, no, he's saying, right, this is my first time dating a black, this is my first time dating a black woman. You know, I, I don't know anything about this stuff. Like, I got, I got the dashiki. I, yeah. I'm just trying to support her. I'm just trying to support her. But he was like mad support. He was like, yo, like, yeah, I don't want to offend you, black woman. Like, I mean, we can go wherever you want to go. I don't want to dominate you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we can. We, cool, he, got cool, cool. Her, he got her, uh, he got her flowers. He was like, open the door. Oh, let me get this door for you. I was actually just really nice. I love that too, because I thought, I thought they were gonna like turn and he was like gonna be like sleazy and like yeah. only do it, but they never did that. And no. I, it just he just his character just kind of existed. He just wanted to be nice like, to his yeah. woman. <laughs> I was just like, this is great. Which is which is, and he felt honored to be dating a black woman. And he felt which is, that was the key. Tessa. Yeah. Would you just say he was honored to be dating yeah. a black woman? And Robert Townsend was like sad, but then like. Got then over he it didn't. Quick. He got over it, and he didn't like try to win her, and none of that happened, which was kind of cool. But it's something about the honoring factor, whereas yeah. like I feel like, and again, even when I watched Little Dirty Shame, which you guys know I love, we finally get to the point of him like liking Peaches. When I think about like the Nat Turner movie, I feel like you know the black women were. Again, I'm like, there's rarely a movie I feel like we review where there's a black male lead who is honoring black women, and it's that. It is that. It's that specific. It's like feels feels. I feel special to be dating a black woman. Or, and it makes me wonder, it's like when we get these movies and we're writing them, especially as a black man, it's like, it almost feels like because there's almost so much excitement to actually be able to make a movie about a black man or something like that, that we throw everything else to the wayside. You know, it's like black women, yeah, they're going to be in there. Probably won't have that many talking parts. They'd be like, you're support me in some type of way. You know, like, which which is why, I I keep selling this show, I don't know why. Which is why I'm very happy with Black Lightning. Guys, <laughs> because, we're excited about it. I haven't watched it. I'm has, so excited to watch it. He has two black daughters, and his oldest daughter is an activist, straight up. Like, just straight up, like, getting in trouble because she's, like, for the people, gives a shit. Cool. The youngest daughter isn't, but you see she still cares. Right. Like, she's not like the other one, but it's like, yeah. And it's cool to see that. Like, you right. rarely mm-hmm. see a black man who's supporting the community and black women that support the community at the same time. Like, I feel like it's one or the other. Totally. We got to see it on right. that TV, on uh, Dear White People. Oh, yeah. But were there, because at one point when the TV show came out, I was like, they kind of were fighting because it was like a love thing, but mm-hmm. then it was like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah, right, though. But right. you're right, though. Yeah. You're right, though. All right, it's time for the cause. Okay. We rate and review films. <laughs> oh, shit. Not based on how much we like them uh, or how well we think they were created. Uh, we base them on. What do we base it on, John? If this helped on? the cause of more leading black actors Shit. in Hollywood. If we think it helped the cause, we give it a fist, black fist. If we think it kind of helped the cause, we give it a white palm. And if we think it didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it nothing. <laughs> so on the count of three, <sighs> we are going <laughs> this is to hard. vote. You ready? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You ready? No. Under count of three. One. Oh my gosh, I am so not sure what I'm gonna vote. Two. Ah. Uh, three. 
I get, I get, I gave it something different. All right, <laughs> Tessa gave it a black fist. I had to. I gave it a white palm. A white like, palm. Jira's trying to give. I'm trying to give it the, a palm on the black. I'm side. trying to give it the black side of the. Palm. I like that black I, side of the palm. I'm trying to give it the black, black side, side of the palm. You gonna, you gonna mess That's, up our whole podcast. <laughs> I love that. This you gonna of, ruin our whole podcast. You ruin. That's innovation. I He's innovating it, could, in front of your could, eyes, and you don't recognize I, it. I could, yeah, right. John, support, man. Mm-hmm. We're talking about supporting each other. All right, I'll just start. I gave it a white palm. <laughs> I give it a white palm because it's pretty obvious that this movie <laughs> bombed at the box office. I honestly, I legitimately believe this movie cut the career of Robert Townsend into half, right. down. I think, like, I, think right. I think that's true. I think this movie almost single handedly just like yeah. just stopped it. Like I he got probably the biggest budget for doing a movie that he ever had, mm-hmm. and it and made it no money. It bombed, and it bombed both critically and in the box office. Right. And people were like. <laughs> What are we doing? We're not going to get this. Mm-hmm. I think it hurt him. And I think it also hurt other black directors and filmmakers. And that's not his fault. I'm not faulting him. But that is the way that it worked. And hopefully works is not. I mean, it does kind of work like that today, but not as much. But anyway, um, that being said, man, he had everybody up in this movie, though. You know, he did. And Don Cheeto. You know, before he was Don Cheadle had a part, which is good. So I can't, you know, I got to give it some credit. You know, I can't give it nothing. So that's what I, I know. <laughs> All right. Test. I give it okay. a black fist because yeah. did this movie have a positive effect on having a more peop- actors of color right. in movies? Uh, right? Yeah. That's the question. So I don't know. Did Eddie Griffin ever go be in a movie ever after this? Yes. Was James Earl Jones ever That's in a movie He's after this? Movies. Yes. Was Bill Cosby ever in a movie after this? Yes. Was Marley Gibbs in a movie after this? Yes. Was Robert Guillermo Benson uh, uh, after in a movie after this? Yes. Did Don Cheadle become a, an important actor in Hollywood after this? Yes. Sinbad. Yes. Okay. There was a lot of people who this was a part of their building of their careers. Yeah. We've covered some of their movies. And yeah. yeah. Jennifer Lewis, absolutely. We've seen her everywhere, right? She so is there, everywhere. there are a lot of people. And Vanessa, the nurse, was waiting for exhale after this, right? We so this was a good place where people were, you know, yeah, building their careers and doing stuff. Yeah. And they're all there. And I'm sure there were relationships that happened. And this was a, you know, a great collaboration, networking situation. You know what happens behind sets. I'm talking about like. At craft table, I'm talking about Benson, and I'm talking about Vanessa, talking to each other, chatting, making more things happen together. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about Marla Gibbs and James Earl Jones, chatting and giggling together so that when they are in an episode of Blackish or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, this is a relationship, this is a community and culture that fosters more people of color knowing each other, and therefore, the stronger we are together, the further we can create more things on and on and on so right. that they know each other. So, absolutely, Black Fist. All hey, right. Yo, low wow. key, next time we pitch something, I have to bring Tessa in yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah, seriously. Like, Tessa, Tessa, look at her. She's like, yeah, duh. I've been telling Don that forever that you guys need me as your PR. A hundred percent. Have you ever honestly, gone to a party where I've introduced you and talked about your podcast? I mean, Honestly, yes. Honestly, yeah, this. Exactly. Yes. And, I, the, <laughs> yes, I, and have you heard the way I even defend your swirl? Honest, yes. yes yeah, again, you Tessa. need me. Yes. I mean, she, she is right. And I'm trying to get a bay, so I need to take you when I go on these streets. You do. I will. <laughs> I'm trying to go I'll, in these streets. Right. I, that. I gave it 
the black side oh my of my head. Innovation. It's innovation. Say yes and John. Do you know about yes and John? Continue. Let's, let's there's a lot of there's thing, there's a lot of issues about. with the movie that I do agree with John, but I do think Tess is right. And I think that's kind of why I'm leaning more. Like I don't think it deserves a fist, but I do think it it leans more on the black side than the white side of the palm. Okay. Whereas like they were a bunch of people of color in this movie. I mean, my goodness. I mean, you had I mean, you had Luther Vandross in this movie, man. Like, mm-hmm. Luther was in this, baby. Luther. Like, I, I think that was great. And I also, I really do commend Robert Townsend for what he tried to do in this movie. And also just what this man has tried to do in his career. Like, yes. I, like, honestly, we always talk about projects we would make and, like, who would play certain people's dad. I just want to put him. I just, like. Absolutely. I want to bring him back. Yep. Because I think, like, there's something to uh, an artist who is willing to sacrifice themselves to help further things for other people. And I do think, yeah, you know, this movie didn't do well, but I do think after this, we got Black Man. We got Steel. We got these other movies that attempted to, like, put another black superhero on the... This movie helps make watching Black Panther, to me, so much worthwhile. We got Spawn, and then we got Blade. Yep. So, we like, we, we, they were trying. We didn't get the, the perfect superhero movie yet. But to me, no matter how Black Panther comes out, it will be a success because it exists. Like it's yes. the first big budget black film, majority black cast, like over ninety percent black director, black screenwriter. The director before it was a black woman before she left to go do another movie that comes out March first, which has the first big budget movie for a black actress, which is mm-hmm. the young girl in it. So I'm like, all these things have led up to this. This helped lead up to another moment, and I'm yes, I'm just happy it exists, and I think that. This is man. This is the risk people. Would take. I mean, theoretically speaking, the show we're writing is a fucking risk. Like it, it's a risk, and I'm happy to see people take these risks. And I hope more people now will do that because I don't think that we, as people of color, can get ahead without some people just trying shit. Absolutely, I so agree with you, Drock. Is it okay for me to jump in? No, go go right ahead. I I so agree with you. I think that an important part of supporting more further furthering the voice of and the diverse voice of African Americans, of Black, of people of color in entertainment and arts is that we have to allow them to have failures. Yes. And I think Meteor Man was an, an extraordinarily important and influential failure. Yeah. That it, but it doesn't mean right. failure. We don't venture this way. We don't. Mm-hmm. You, that it means failure in a growth mindset of where do, what do we learn from this? What do we get from this? And all of these things and move forward with it. Because this is the kind of film that you look back, if this was an all white cast that had that same celebrity, everybody there and all these, and you know, the, the white version of Don Cheadle, who's like, you know, now famous there, and you know, all of those things, like it would be so charming and so crazy that they were all in this film together mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And like, look at them in their start and blah, you know, like, we need to start appreciating the classics. And exactly. it, and, and I mean that too, like there's certain movies I'm like, I don't want to watch that. So I, I like, hopefully this black, was it Blackout Entertainment? Is that mm-hmm. what we're calling it? Hashtag Blackout. Hashtag, Hashtag blackout. blackout. I think that's a good way to, like, actually just start re-watching old black films, man. Like, even Let's if do we it. don't review it, it's just like, yo, tell us something y'all seen recently that you're like, oh, man, yes. I watched this little movie that you never, like, mm-hmm. the Denzel right. and Robert Townsend movie where, like, uh, I think Robert Townsend plays, like, a Jamaican or, or African. And, like, it's, totally. like. John you hasn't know. watched Jefferson's or 227. Oh, you got to watch you some 227, baby. That's what I'm saying. Ah, I got to watch that. Watch some Cousin Skeeter. 
I just talked about Cousin Skeeter today. I seen yeah. Cousin Skeeter. <laughs> just saying. Gullah Gullah Island in the street. <laughs> yeah, we got to get, we got to get, we got to get our have history. A black TV night. Yo, we, we got to have a black tr- TV history. night. Lit. Let's, yeah, right. let's have a all black TV night. I love that. All of February, we're going to do it. Because that's blackout. a part of our black history. And we keep on talking about the Underground Railroad, which is like, thank goodness for mm-hmm. it. But like, there's more to our history and right. we don't get to, you know, have reference of it. Oh, also just a plug, even though it's not for us. Like, if you're in D.C., if you go to the African-American um, History Museum, Weird. if you go upstairs, like, and I, I text John and James the moment it happened. They have the entertainment wall, like, the, almost like the Black Excellence Wall. And it's, and it's throughout the year. So even shows that exist now in 2017 are up on that wall if it's wow, considered good. amazing. And I'm like, go check out some of the things because you can see what came before you yes. and what it's like in it. Like, yes. Atlanta's up there. Blackish is up there. Yes, yes. I think East... Is Issa? I think East is up there. Maybe not the whole insecure cast, but I know East is on that wall. I think. Well, they better get Natasha Rothwell up on that. I don't worry. Her show will be out soon, and she'll be like lit, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. All right, we did it. We did it. Uh, Tessa, do you want to plug anything? No, there's nothing to plug. Just what about Monet? Uh, you can come see I'm your oh if you're out in LA actually oh no I think I've already done the show on January 30th in LA um, I'm going to be doing a show uh, I'm your mommy at UCB Franklin so I don't know a lot of folks out there and if you happen if it's if you're listening to this please come out meet me shake my hand let's talk hang out tell me where to hang out Um, I would it would be such a thrill to meet somebody out there um, so yeah, come to that show. I'm your mommy. Um, and then I, th- I think that's it. That's cool. Jura? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, by some if you're in New York City, come to Tapings of Wild and Out February 5th through the 15th. I'll be there warming up the crowd. Honestly, we'll see how that goes because like I'm gonna just do whatever so I want. Yeah, I'm gonna just do whatever I want because I just like cool. it's just <laughs> we have to see how this goes because we rarely use warm up comics anymore because we just like people just like music. Mm-hmm. But we need to get laughs for like mm-hmm. recordings. Right. Uh, so come check that out again. That's in Brooklyn. You can go on MTV's website or Google uh, Wild and Out Audience, and it'll take you to a site where you can sign up. They're still like plugging in which guests are on which day, but. Just come, hang out. It'll be a fun time. Uh, you can follow us at Black Men Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. You can follow me personally at John Braylock, J-O-N-B-R-A-Y-L-O-C-K on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow James at, at James3RD Comedy at James3RDComedy. Wish him good luck on his CBS Diversity Wishing Showcase. him good luck on CBS Diversity Showcase. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. You can, you can follow me. I won't really communicate that very much on it, but while I T Claire. Well I T Claire. Is my Twitter and I would I I really like it when you shout me out and let the boys know that you really like me on the show and that <laughs> I should come back a lot more. And often just troll John. And just <laughs> do that. Troll John. Just troll John. Because uh, it's you know, they're talking about inclusivity oh and then it's an all men's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. Oh my wow. God. That, that, that took a turn. I that was not. slow blow. I did not. Slow blow. Damn. Our only, our no. o- we, can we damn. at least say that our only returning guests have been women? Yes. Like, come on. Like, damn. Like that. All right. I was not ready for All that. All right. Well, if you, if you rate and review Jeez. us on iTunes, give us five stars. Ugh. If you give us five stars on iTunes, we will read your review on the air. I'm doing that right now. This one is from Asgir. All the way from 
Iceland. Oh, what? snap. Oh, my gosh. So I recently started listening to your podcast, and I have almost caught up to your newest episode. Damn. Whoa. This has been really eye-opening and educational about how I see movies today, and I would like to thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. Oh, let's go visit him. He said, Gerard the Swirl is awesome <laughs> and hope you keep it up. And James Hancock is fun, but bad. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right, we can trust his opinion And then he now. said, what do you think of the movie Four Brothers? I, uh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know it. I, it it's it's like a film like, that we can't really review, but like maybe we, we could like kind of review even though like Four Brothers, like two are Mark black, Wahlberg two are white. Ooh. Is the lead of that movie. But anyway. He's the most famous one. But there is a black villain as well because uh, what's his name? Is it's Chattel. Oh, is, 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 it, is, is black, he the is bad the guy? Yeah, he's the bad guy in that movie. I'm pretty sure. We might need to try that. I do like that movie, actually. Anyway, uh, let me do one more. This is from Bianca. Uh, this says, love you guys. I remember a while ago, y'all asked if the silent Indian was a Hollywood stereotype, and it definitely is. Mm. Oh, yeah, totally. In the mm. relevant. Oh, man. I hope you guys get to do a native. You mean Revenant. The Revenant. It's technically one of Revenant was totally not relevant. It's technically one in one of women as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, he, yeah, you're right. He, wow. is he silent? Yeah. He's not perfectly silent. I mean, he talks every now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope you guys get to do a native, uh, film review one day and discuss native representation in the industry. That's a great, I'd great suggest suggestion. Yeah. Smoke Signals, a coming of age story from the nineties. Oh, let's oh. watch it. We don't get a lot of these types of stories made for us. So this one's really classic. If you want to know more about the history of natives in Hollywood, check out Hollywood Engine a documentary about native portrayal and native roles in Hollywood. Ooh, I'm definitely going to check oh, that yeah. out. Hollywood this is great. Let's oh, make yeah. a night of it. Four we can, we so can make, do this in our blackout. Yeah. Our hashtag yeah. blackout. Thank True. you so much for existing. Thank you all mean a lot to me. 10 out of 5 stars. <gasps> so nice. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. All right. Thank you guys. Ooh, that's Keep, such a great recommendation. Yeah. Keep them coming. We really appreciate this. Um, and next week, we are reviewing... Oh, we do know. Uh, we're doing um um. Wait, we know. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Drum. Oh, let me do your drum roll. First off, okay, Tessa. You know what? You ain't gotta troll my. You gotta troll my bit. We're either we're either doing uh, Fruitville Station. I think it was Black. Di- I think we were Black Dynamite. I think next. Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite is next. next. Then Fruitvale yes, Station. Black Dynamite. There. I forgot who who is the person. Michael Jai White. No, I know, but somebody keeps tweet would always tweet at us. Yes, about, someone always like do black dynamite. So we're uh, doing it. We're finally doing it. We're finally doing it. Um, all right. That's great. I can't wait for Fruitvale Station too. That's, yes, that's an amazing thing. And also, ready. it's with Michael B. Jordan. Which... Why do you keep saying Michael B. Jordan? All right, I know. Have you the Michael B. Jordan? All right, all right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.